and welcome to another episode of Let's Be Honest with me, George. Me, Ellie. And me, Rachel. And this week is another week, another guest, which is just so exciting. But it's not just any guest. It's a very special guest, the most special so far. We have the one, the only, Ellie's little brother. Hi. So, Luke, I don't know how much you know about the podcast, but every week we do a little cheeky segment, uh, which is what made us gay this week. So it's usually, you know, it's just kind of saying what made us feel great to be gay or part of the community. Um, so I like it when Ellie kicks us off because it's, as I said last week, it's usually the weather related. Uh, although last week you threw us a curveball, so. <laughs> yeah. Last week it was bomb bags. Yeah. Um, and this week it's not weather related, but I think it's pretty gay to, I got new glasses and um, because of the way that the situation is where you can't go in and pick your own glasses, they're picked for you and brought over to you. So I was given a selection of 10 or 15 glasses and I thought, yeah, these ones are great, they'll do fine. I picked them up and they're the exact same pair that Jen owns <laughs> and she was not happy. <laughs> that was like Jesus Christ Ellie can you not just get your own like style of glasses and I thought I thought they were my own I didn't I didn't know they were matching <laughs> so now she doesn't want to wear hers to match mine because we don't want to be the identical lesbians can you not <laughs> do you not plead your blindness <laughs> yeah but like, I actually need mine all the time <laughs> I couldn't see them Jen I can't yeah. see <laughs> I think how easily done though as two girls like like I remember one time we just came out and I was like oh, we're wearing the very same jumper jade. Like, and we carried on, but it's just like, I don't know, it's so easily done, but yeah. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I think yeah. it's endearing, but some people think it's weird. <laughs> not being funny, Ellie, but you and Jen don't exactly look alike. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to get like mistaken as sisters. So, I, think they, I think they pulled it off. I think it went quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got our differences. But no, um, I'll go next. What made me gay this week um, is that we actually booked a staycation when everything starts opening up again. And we are going to the lesbian capital of the UK, which is Hebden Bridge. I don't know if you guys have ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that guys. is not what I thought you were going to say. Where did you think I was going to say it? <laughs> Brighton, London, <laughs> oh, yeah, anywhere else. No, Brighton is obviously the gay capital of the UK, but Hebden Bridge is specifically lesbian capital. And I'm going with six other lesbians. Um, and we're just making a big old gay weekend. We've actually organised to go to Anne Lister's house. We're doing a big old lesbian tour, really. Where else are we going? There's somewhere else, but uh, oh, Manchester, so that we can go and have a drink on Canal Street. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's what made me gay this week. Just looking forward to my. Big... Sorry, going to Anne Lister's house is the gayest thing I've <laughs> ever heard in my entire life. I just love Anne Lister. Yeah, big gaycation. Think... So. If we had a trophy, you would have it right thank now for you. being the gayest of them thank all. You. Gay of the week goes to... Yes. Also, just a little bonus gay as well. I also ordered this jumper and I'm going to show you because I'm so happy with it. <laughs> oh my God. so for the benefit of our listeners it's basically kamala harris on a massive crew neck jumper <laughs> and i just i love excellent. kamala harris so yeah that's yeah. actually nelly's middle name guys so kamala is it 
anyway. That's beautiful. Thanks. Well, what made me gay this week was um, a very exciting delivery, which I wasn't expecting um, from my cousin who listened to the podcast and felt sorry for her little cousin <laughs> that she didn't have any rainbow shoelaces. <laughs> I received some rainbow shoelaces in the mail this week oh my and I've not decided what shoes I'm going to put them on yet. Probably none of them, but... No, oh, bears. That'll be fine. Okay, well, me and my rainbow laces will be on the streets shortly. Oh my God, now we're all part of the gang. Luke, have you got rainbow laces? Uh, no, no, I have none. I'm, I'm sorry to say. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm barely, barely making the club. Yeah. <laughs> Well, got anything that made you gay this week, Luke? Uh, maybe not this week, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was introduced to a film from the 90s called To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Have you ever heard of that one? <laughs> it's <did>. a good <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> so Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes and John Liguasmo, I think his surname is, uh, wow. are drag queens in the 90s. Very, uh, And they Whoa. come across an old uh, Midwestern town that's very backwards in its thinking and they kind of make it gay and amazing and it was that's oh what we, I yeah. see that. it's a very good film I really enjoyed it amazing. we love it that's a good one I, we should maybe like do some recommendations because I feel like I need to be exposed to some more some gay movies and telly yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah actually just to add on to what did also make me gay this week I've binged the wilds on prime oh I cannot get enough of all 10 episodes done and dusted in three days watch it, <laughs> watch it. that is all i need to say it's like lost plus black mirror equals the wilds with a sprinkling of lesbian oh, love that wonderful. everyone should have a sprinkling of lesbian <laughs> yeah i've got look on the podcast and ellie mm. i think you should introduce your little brother and why he's here on the podcast <laughs> Well, look, you're our second guest, so thank you very much for coming along today. You have been invited because you're also part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, Do you want to give us your pronouns and how you identify? Uh, He, him, and um, bisexual. That's, yeah, that's the summary of me. Yay! Yay! I think our first bisexual guest. And our fifth man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> welcome feel, feel all the pressure yeah. but thank you very much for having me but what I find really interesting is that there's two gay siblings in a family I just think that's so interesting because you guys are two out of three right we are yes my sister is a big sister I'm the middle child Luke's the baby brother <gasps> the two little gays mm-hmm. two baby gays yeah she, the other one feels left out She's yeah. not part of the club. <laughs> I told her though. I told her to um to come out to dad and just say you're cisgender, and he'll not know what that is, and maybe speak out and be like, "What is going on with my children?" <laughs> so yeah. it to happen. He's done so well as well. Just like really push him over the edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because I'm also of three so I'm the youngest and there's two of three in my family and then my friend that I know is also there's two out of three that are gay in their family it's like I wonder if there's a rule of three where like there's <laughs> always going to be two that is gay like <laughs> that really interests me and I think that would bring me like do you guys get some comfort from that is it like do you, was it easier like coming out and being gay because you had a gay I want to know the story about how 
you two came out and was it at the same time or was it a different time please tell me the tell me the goss do you want me to go or do you want to go ellie uh do you want to tell the story about how i came out to you or i seem to remember i seem to remember pulling it out of you (laughs) (laughs) so once upon a time uh i was luke was living in glasgow i had been in Glasgow, left, was staying in Edinburgh or whatever, moved back to Glasgow, but ended up living with Luke very temporarily for two months. And um, Luke was part of the rowing club and uh, had how many of the rowing club were having a night out. It was um, a thrift shop night out. That was a themed rowing club evening. And Luke said, do you want to come along? And I was like, oh, that's nice to be invited. Uh, yeah, that sounds good fun. And he said, uh, the only thing is that one rule, don't kiss any of the guys. If you do, I'll not hear the end of it. Please just don't hook up with anyone on the team. Uh, and I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, I wouldn't do that. I was um, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And so I was like, yeah, of course. Like, oh, duh. And then, um, so the thrift shop night out, the, the with the theme, you had to spend £10. It was named out of a hat and you had to go and shop for another person in the rowing club right so I went shopping in the charity shop for this other girl Luke went and shopped for somebody else and we all met at this house and then got changed swapped bags and had to get changed into the charity shop stuff right does that make sense that sounds like fun yeah it was a lot of fun it was was just it was just after thrift shop by Macklemore came out yeah um and so despite Luke telling me not to hook up with anybody from the club I pulled one of the girls uh, from the club and uh, everybody knew about it because it was not discreet. It was very like open on the dance floor. (laughs) uh, But Luke wasn't there. He was like wasted like outside somewhere. And uh, I just remember the next day being like, oh my God, oh my God. The one thing he told me not to do and like, just this girl, I need to like tell him before someone else does. So then I ended up telling Luke the next day that, I've kissed one of your rowing pals and I'm really sorry about it and you told me not to and she was like I'd text her the next day be like please don't you know say anything until I've said and she was like oh no no I wouldn't do that well I'll make sure that the team knows not to like give him any stick for it or whatever but that was how I ended up accidentally telling Luke and then he said <laughs> he said oh it's fine everyone has a lesbian experience at uni <laughs> yeah I had no, I had no clue <laughs> and I was like experience <laughs> so so as as you may realize i didn't quite take that as you're coming out to be honest i wasn't really i was more like i was telling you about it but i wasn't coming out even to myself at that point yeah, that was yeah. the first kind of indication that you knew that yeah i was not a threat to the boys <laughs> yeah it was it was the first clue that kind of over <laughs> over time they accumulated yeah <laughs> And what about who came, who was out? So were you out by that point, Luke? No. Um, so I um, I was about 19 when I kind of kind of came out to myself um, and was kind of just doing my own thing, not really on, on the scene or anything like that. And um, but as well as this experience that happened with Ellie, um, I was just kind of aware that she frequently making references to going out with their friends to polo but not actually saying anything explicit and um for those of you who don't know it's the local gay bar in glasgow mm. um and uh i could just because i was more aware of myself by this point 
I was kind of listening more and more to the hints that were being dropped over time. So then her and I were just kind of sat in the cafe one day and it was just like, so um, I like men. <laughs> Do you have anything that you want to tell me? <laughs> like, she's like, straight and gay thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, she's just like, yeah. I like women. It's like, cool, cool. Let's talk about this. That was, that was the kind of the first coming out. So uh, yeah, Ellie was the first one of the family that um, knew about me. Aww. And then we kind of, um, I think we kind of agreed. Not to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like between us, before. between us for now. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like 22, 23, whatever it was, I came out to my mom and dad. Uh, and obviously like Luke had already knew about it my sister she was actually quite late I think I only told her like the week before I told my mum and told my dad um, but Luke's coming out was a little bit different <laughs> long story short <laughs> I, I had a girl I had a partner from Colombia at the time uh, and uh, she had to go back to uh, she had to go back to Colombia so the only option for her to come back into the country was was marriage so that was kind of the whole plan um but then sorry for a second there i thought you were gonna say the only option was to go to men (laughs) 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 no no so um at this point i still hadn't had an experience with men yet we were kind of thinking about marriage and then closer and closer to the day i was sort of realizing that meant more to her than it did to me and this was maybe not the best idea and i was a bit um tortured about it yeah Yeah. so then our oldest sister thought it would be a great idea to form a family intervention because they knew something wasn't right (laughs) but they didn't quite know what so then they kind of gathered the whole family together and Ellie was just kind of quite silent um (laughs) in the whole crowd and oldest sister was like look come on tell us something's wrong you're not telling us what's going on like you can bring your family you can tell us anything I was kind of looking Sorry. Can I interject though? Luke had phoned me at like one o'clock in the morning about like the night before saying, I can't go through with this marriage. Like I can't get go through with this wedding. I'm going to call the whole thing off. Um, and I said, why is that? And he said, because I'm not 100% sure about my sexuality. And I said, that's fine. Like you've been honest with yourself, like totally fine. You, you'd rather do this now than do it later. So that's what we, we had this understanding in this uh, conversation the night before <laughs> yeah. so then yeah so Ellie and I have already had this conversation oldest sister is kind of you know putting me on the spot in front of the whole family tell <laughs> tell us what's wrong <laughs> and I'm looking at Ellie and she's just kind of looking at me like I don't know what the fuck's going on like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything and then uh, and then yeah it's like so um Recently, I had a sexual experience with a man, oh, <laughs> and so yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm not getting married. And... Yeah, it's like, yeah. by the way. So uh, not only that, it was when Luke was looking at me, being like, "I can't believe you've told her," thinking that he... Luke thought I told my big sister, and I was like. <laughs> oh my god no I haven't telling him with lies like I haven't said a word he's looking at me being like I can't believe you've done that okay so yeah I like hooked up with this guy and then everyone's just looking at him going what? oh my god <laughs> they thought 
they were referring or my sister was referring to the fact that Luke didn't want to get married anymore well and what have we all learned from this is communication is key <laughs> yeah oh my god also, i love this interesting to hear that ellie's um sort of idea of the dialogue that was going on between us with our eye contact is different yeah. from the one that was in my head <laughs> like I, I didn't i can't remember thinking that she told them but i just must have had a stressed out look in my eye yeah, you were very stressed you were looking at, i felt your look to me was betrayal like i, was like, oh, I didn't say anything i'm sorry and you I, feel that way I'm glad you oh my god are we like healing there. like we're doing an intervention ourselves guys (laughs) that is brilliant that is one of those moments that you wish would have been like recorded i feel (laughs) (laughs) oh it is ingrained in my head don't worry it's there i think when we say coming out it's like for, for us sitting here it's quite like I don't want to say black and white but it kind of is like it's like oh we're gay and it's probably you know we're probably going to marry women and that's kind of like the way it is and that that's like a whole acceptance thing on its own but for your for yourself and for your family like did they have a harder time coming to terms with the fact that you were bisexual because like did they did they understand um I think for the most part they just don't know how to take it at some points because I think mom and dad certainly would just want to know what to expect um they're like do I do I expect grandchildren or do I not expect grandchildren like you know I mean obviously much there's, it, there's other it? ways but yeah that's yeah. the kind of the crux of it um so yeah they sometimes struggle with the uh the indecision aspect but um I'm current currently currently in a, a very um stable happy long-term relationship with my uh, long distance relationship with my girlfriend so that's the kind of the current uh well it is the state of play and the, yeah that is the state of play and um so they're you know they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> in some respects dad keeps on pressuring me for grandchildren which is the problem could you elaborate slightly on the bisexual thing because i think for a lot i mean maybe i'm speaking out turn here probably i'm probably going to get a lot of hate comments to this but i think it all points for a lot of people you've thought you were bisexual or it's like a thing that you say to yourself to make yourself feel slightly better like I've always I went through a bit of a thing with that saying like never say never like it was you know all that kind of thing and like bisexual somehow is better than being a lesbian in some respects or maybe people just think that but I don't know do you guys think that too am I just totally talking shit well I think certainly at school it seemed more like almost like a stepping stone to deciding whether or not you were a lesbian or gay or whatever um but I don't know nowadays I just feel like people are it's definitely not a stepping stone like people are bi and it's no longer like just the cool thing I'm using inverted commas here it's like very much you you there are bisexuals in the world and they're they're everywhere but just because they're in like a, you know, Luke's now in a relationship with a woman, that doesn't mean he's now straight, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at because, um, and, and that's not what I'm saying about you, Luke, is what I'm saying is, you know, I think that bisexual people um, are often seen as kind of invalid because, um, you know, if they're in a straight relationship, inverted commas for everyone listening, um, then it's like, oh, did that just go away then? But it doesn't, does it? It's like, can you, can you explain a little bit about what it's like? Um, so I don't know if anyone's ever heard of the bi-cycle. 
<laughs> uh, just kind of commonly referred to just kind of the feeling with bisexuality like I'm not saying it's the same for everyone but just kind of the feeling of like like feeling more in the mood for men at this point in time and then feeling more in the mood for women at this time and sometimes it's not always stable it can be stressful uh, mm -hmm. if community like communication has to be very good if you're in a if you're in a monogamous relationship it kind of has to be um it has to be strong but um I think in terms of the whole stepping stone aspect of it like yeah for some people it's definitely a stepping stone um and you know they will come out as bisexual before they you know before they come out as gay and then they might come you know get further along the line and decide actually no like here this i'm sort of going back towards bisexual now it can kind of fluctuate and waver throughout a lifetime but i think the biggest thing for me was just to kind of um just kind of respect what the person is saying they are without kind of saying like oh but really because i think for me i certainly I, back when i was um I was working in a, as a waiter in a, um, a restaurant um, years and years ago, um, and I was out as bisexual. But the I had um, gay colleagues who were very kind of adamant that bisexuality didn't exist, and that I was really just gay. And why didn't I just come out? Why, like you know, why? And it kind of doesn't help because you then become less, almost less likely to explore, almost to spite them. It's like you don't know me you don't know like you know you don't know what i'm going through so like you know i'm yeah it gets to your head doesn't it, it? kind of a little bit and it's, it's very counterproductive to the actual process instead of exploring you're focusing a lot on not living up to their expectations um instead of just kind of exploring for yourself mm -hmm. um so i think that's that's a difficult thing i think um, i found is when people just kind of don't don't respect it and just don't accept it at face value um but yeah i think as well i think for girls well i mean i only speak because i'm obviously a girl but like <laughs> i definitely went through that i'm oh i'm just by as well because I, I guess i think it's a natural thing to go through because especially like ellie said when you're younger you kind of like are still exploring and you still are kind of like well you know maybe i should try men as well and then like you know so it's at that stage you probably are by but and you know I think it is quite a natural thing but then irritatingly it is it's like but it still needs to be validated as you know an identity and and you know no one can take that away from anybody else and maybe that is the stigma around being bisexual as well and and as a from the community as well that needs to be more it was like when we were talking to Nelly like last week about being trans and and a lot of hate from uh, their own community and it's like actually no we all need to work together in order to validate each other's feelings and each other's identities so yeah I can see it's lots of different <laughs> yeah, vibes. So yeah I think that the over sexualization of bi people is a huge thing you know, being like, oh, it's, it's really hot that you also get with women. Yeah. Like, that, like I hate that because it, it's not fair on the community. It's not fair on bisexual people because it makes, it, it's a stereotype. And we've spoke about stereotypes before and we, we didn't speak so much about bisexual stereotypes, but that's probably one of them. Is yeah. that, you know, where they assume that like, oh, it's just 
it's like a sex thing as well do you know what I mean like it but it's but it's it's not it's it's just it's a I don't know I, I want to say a biology thing it's like uh it's so much more than that you know yeah because yeah. like you say it's very much I think it's quite heavily linked to if you're by oh you must want a threesome as yeah. well like automatically you're asked that question or uh, assume that that's what you want or what you're looking for and you're like no calm down <laughs> not yeah. everyone does but some people do but you know yeah so do you guys think there is something like genetically like in terms of being gay and just because like siblings so often are you know in the same family and or do we think it's just like it, it is what it is kind of thing rainbow dna yeah, <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah it's particularly like colorful growing up i was very much like the tomboy always playing football and like wanting to wear like trackies and trainers and just be a tomboy whereas luke had no interest in football whatsoever i mean ellie was just playing a better than me all through my childhood yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's no, no disagreeing with that no, yeah no there. there was absolutely no disagreement dad definitely tried to push me in that direction and he definitely was disappointed <laughs> his only son i know i know i was his yeah. pride and joy just really wanted to live this experience through me but um i don't know i mean i think our i mean our household wasn't by any stretch um you know outwardly homophobic in any way I don't think it was it generally wasn't really talked about um because sexuality in general wasn't really talked about um so I wouldn't necessarily say it was about the way we were raised but then we were just when we were growing up when we were very little we were always together um so whether we just kind of <laughs> I don't know off each other. yeah just brushed off each other like just kind of <laughs> sprinkle of gay yeah <laughs> and george is your your brother's gay right and he what what yeah. is is he your older brother your younger brother yeah so he's my older brother so there's and then there's my sister in between me and joe um and but olivia was always the tomboy she always used to go play football she so like i mean she was kind of destined to be gay really but <laughs> she's not gay. the um, red herring yeah exactly yeah um, yeah, we always joke, well, you still got hope with Olivia, like, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think Joe and I, we had very similar interests, like you guys, um, you know, we did a lot of theatre, we, so again, I don't think, like you said, Luke, like, we weren't brought up in like a, yes, be whoever you want to be, like, you know, and like, it was just like a normal, I guess, mm -hmm. upbringing, but in terms of the environments that like going to theatre and being involved in performing arts. And then when I moved to London, I was at a performing arts school. So like, I was just surrounded by gays. And like, that was for me that, that made me think, hang on, no, I can kind of pursue this <laughs> gay career. Um, and I, so I think, yeah, I think there's definitely similarities in Joe and I, but also we kind of so we like clash so much but I don't know if that is again just because we're so similar um and so yeah I think it's I think it's a bit of everything like nature nurture and kind of the environments that you're brought up with like actually yeah kind of hanging out with the people as well because I could imagine it being quite difficult for someone who say was in an environment like a, I want to say church environment, but that's very stereotypical. I don't know, like 
in a homophobic environment essentially to come out and so if you if you're surrounded by the people um then it's a lot easier but but yeah it's it is it always baffles me like i i, I just can't and we've got we've got i don't know if you guys have what past um family members as well so like uncles uh like great uncles that are gay um so there's been a few people but yeah you, you guys are shaking your head <laughs> no. just my gay family <laughs> yeah yeah we're shaking our heads because to our knowledge we're the only gays in the family in the <laughs> yeah in the village and that's another thing like we had we grew up in a in a small town where there wasn't so much a community at all um i do remember once being invited along to um like an LGBT youth club or something like that and then uh, I was like oh but I'm not gay and they're like oh no well straight people allies can go along too you know and I was just like "Mm, no 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 thank you (laughs) and like kind of brushed it off and I think I was definitely a teenager and I think Luke's memories of me as a teenager is probably a a little angry lesbian (laughs) (laughs) pent up feelings inside and nowhere to like to put them um, I had I had you in my memories angry teen more than angry angry lesbian but yeah <laughs> Both. well my brother had me in his phone from like when I was like 13 as Leslie Bond because he thought it sounded like lesbian so <laughs> I don't know what that tells you about my brother <laughs> obviously you know you guys have been very open with each other in terms of kind of coming out to each other first and do you think it kind of helped having a sibling that was also had or also going through the same kind of situation experience Ellie? <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like um because I'm so Jen and I have been together for like four and a half years and I do feel like that's easier because Jen's been introduced to my mum and dad and they've met many times over the years that they are very understanding and acknowledge that relationship and you know, like acknowledge us uh, as a couple, but I do feel like it's slightly different for Luke because we don't talk about Luke being bi or anything like that. It never comes up. Not that we talk about me being a lesbian all the time, but like uh, what I mean, like I've I've definitely been, like I've had conversations with mum, like Luke probably, you won't even know this, but like I've had conversations with my mum where I get upset because I feel like Luke maybe hasn't been, getting the same support as what I get then I feel guilty about that and like and I felt bad that like Luke didn't have them asking questions or I don't know because I I think it was just awkward it was awkward for Luke it was awkward for them and they're just like they want to do everything face to face and obviously right now you can't do that anything face to face um but I don't know Luke what's your what's your thoughts and feelings on it do you think that we were we are or were treated differently or anything like that I think um well I think your experience your journey so far has been I guess much more wholesome (laughs) like you know as I'd I'd never heard of the term U-Haul until you brought it up on this uh on this (laughs) podcast but like you know certainly you and Jen got very close like you know very quickly and it was really nice to see um I mean as opposed to me I sort of I had my first gay experience on the kink scene and, you know, sort of very much uh, a sort of... Taboo. Yeah, a taboo. And then, you know, for, for, you know, for a period of time, it was sort of a, in a 
poly relationship with two men so then I think from that perspective our mum certainly didn't really want to ask any questions and our dad didn't really say anything um so they knew that you're in a poly relationship uh yeah yeah I told I told my mum because um I I think I told dad I think I did at some point. Otherwise, um, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have brought it up at some point. Maybe I just didn't uh, formally tell him, but I have brought it up in conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think mum didn't really know how to deal with that because I guess she just didn't really see the kind of wholesome, yeah. the wholesome relationship aspect of that. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, I think there was a bit of that. Um, I think there was also from her perspective, a lot, she was worried about you. Um, worried about you because at this time you'd like moved to London had gotten into this relationship with these two guys and I think she just thought oh my god they're taking advantage of my son mm-hmm. you know and I think that's honestly I mean, what baby boy baby boy run off to London and like he's been taken advantage of and actually that wasn't the case Luke was like quite happy to go and explore <laughs> himself and like you know have fun but um maybe just... it's just like a paternal thing like just to want to look after your children and uh but then I don't know maybe it was just I think it was information overload as well because this is like until that point I don't think my mom had really heard the word polyamory before Mm. and doesn't didn't know what that meant how that affected Luke how it would affect Luke what this (laughs) means for his relationship status like I think she had a lot of questions but then didn't know how to ask or how to approach the subject and then Luke being Luke it just got kind of skirted around it got a bit awkward and then that was it <laughs> I actually I think we should tell the podcast listeners what polyamorous is in case they don't know I myself love a YouTube documentary on such matters so I do know what it is but yeah. please tell us Luke what that means to be in a polyamorous relationship um to basically be in a relationship of some kind with two or more people um well between three or more people um I mean they can take lots of different forms some of them refer to like some of them are more of like a like a v with one person who's kind of seeing two separate people who are not involved with each other and in my case it was much more of a I mean they were they were a couple before I sort of joined in but um it was very much like all of us were connected in our own kind of unique way um but uh, yeah, it was just the three of us. Um, and yeah, that's Polly. That's how Polly goes. <laughs> because I think it gets a really bad rap because so many people are so like, I'm monogamous. Monogamous. And I could not even think about letting someone else. And so therefore it's like, because I wouldn't personally do it, it's wrong and it's bad and it's got all these negative connotations, but everyone's different. And it's like, that's what's annoying when people are so close-minded therefore then it gets a bad rap and it's just like no that's that's taboo that is like something that shouldn't be spoken about and it shouldn't happen and so yeah I think it's a really interesting subject to bring up because actually you know if you are that like you say you find comfort in that and that's that's you personally you know and and people shouldn't get on the high horse because they wouldn't do it kind of thing so but I'm also very interested in you mentioned kink now (laughs) What does that involve? Like, how 
See, when you say kink, I just think of kinky boots, which is. A I think I'm going to have to pour another drink for this. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering, are mum and dad going to be listening to this episode? <laughs> how much do they oh, want God. to hear? <laughs> you honestly don't think they know how to work Spotify, so I think we're okay. <laughs> I guess it more or less is just kind of. Uh, sexual experience and desire that is slightly off the mainstream um mm-hmm. but i guess like what someone's identification of kink would be would also be determined on cultural norms of what a relationship generally means for them yeah um but um i mean i can go into very personal details about this but uh but um well i mean for me like the kind of um the fetish aspect of things was always stronger in my sexual development than the idea of being attracted to male or female. Like it was something that I identified with much earlier on um, and something that didn't really, um, I guess, during the sort of teenage years of, you know, general, you know, maturity and all that stuff. um, That was the kind of stronger force underlying everything than anything to do with men or women um so when I first had my when I had my first gay experience it was in a fetish club it was it was like fetish week London and I was just like fuck it I this is two eggs <laughs> sorry two eggs no this is uh, two birds, two stone. birds one stone <laughs> like I, I need this like you know I, I need this gay experience I need this fetish experience and like you know let's just get them both out of the way in this one scenario um so what was the question (laughs) (laughs) i think you so look these two are pushing back on it but i think we should do a sex and taboo episode (laughs) and i know these they honestly they don't want to do it but i'm telling you i've got a lot to say i feel like we could put a warning at the start. I think it'd be fine. I think our listeners should decide. I might put a poll up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say I was against it. I just didn't want it to be episode two. I wanted it to be later. I thought, let's like... I think maybe it should be the season finale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did you feel like, Luke, like you had to go to London in order to like kind of go through with, actually, no, I'm going to go to, like you, you said, you come from a small town you thought, right, I'm going to go to London because that's where everything's kind of accepted. Is that Was that a thought process or was it just that, okay, I'm going to go to London? No, me moving to London was purely for work. Um, but it, obviously I had in the back of my head, like, oh, it's, hey, it's London. I spoke about it a little bit in the podcast before about my like sexual awakening was when I moved to Edinburgh and not because Edinburgh's got a big gay scene it was because I moved somewhere where nobody knew me and I was like I had a chance to like start again almost like you like I can I can be whoever I want to be here I'm not I'm not from here I don't I'm not going to bump into everybody all the time like was that what you felt in London you were like you know start again yeah that's that's a huge that was a huge driver for me the sort of um almost the anonymity aspect of it because if you're if you are exploring yourself I'll, I guess there's a fear of someone of just trying something out for the sake of it someone seeing you and then attributing you to that 
thing that maybe you would never really want to try again and but like you know kind of especially if you think of growing up in a small town there's still that taboo aspect of it you don't kind of want to yeah I think the anonymity helped a lot but also it helped me kind of come out of my shell and care about the taboo less um so you know at first it was important and then over time it just became less and less important I was gonna say do do you did you guys ever feel any kind of guilt like being two siblings and being gay did you ever feel like guilty for your parents because that's something that I felt I was like oh god like they're gonna think that they've done something wrong or they're gonna think oh god I've got two gay kids like what where where did I go wrong with this like and that was a big thing that ate me up I don't know about my brother but like it was something that I really thought about a lot um I don't know if you guys were the same or yeah like uh, our so our parents broke up when we were like when I was about 10 Luke was nine or something like that and when we had this family intervention for Luke you know um that in a roundabout we we brought them together because they they were discussing Luke and they were discussing when I came out and it like they were like we need to talk about this so like they definitely met up and have had conversations behind closed doors like I don't know what they talk about but I know that those conversations have taken place and I don't think look I don't think you'll know what they talked about but I think at the end of the day they know that like our happiness is paramount like that's all that they really care about but I think and so long as we're in like happy healthy relationships then they're totally fine with it and I think that is maybe when Luke was coming out in, in this polyamorous relationship in London it, you know called for another intervention or like a chat for them to have because they were just maybe worried about like what's Luke getting involved in is he okay is he gonna get taken to like quote-unquote the dark side um is anyone gonna be like looking out for him kind of thing but like now because look that's not what Luke's like doing right now he's in a, a relationship with his girlfriend then there's no cause for concern it's like oh it's okay everything's okay now do you know what I mean like yeah that's the worry that like they do think it was a phase um when actually you could go back to that at any point and it's not it doesn't go away because that's something you are actively interested in you know yeah I think um certainly I found like being in a relationship with my girlfriend um certainly like we are monogamous but she is also bisexual and she doesn't want um you know she doesn't want me to basically because I struggle with the idea of just living the straight life um and so she understands that and she doesn't want to um she doesn't want me to be stifled in any way shape or form um that's actually interesting though Luke in terms of when you are getting into a relationship with someone is it something that you would straight away say like oh just to let you know because obviously it's obvious when when you're gay like you're obviously going for someone who in a same-sex relationship but as someone who's bi um and say you're with someone who's the opposite sex um would you kind of bring it up on the first date or is it something that you just kind of like let come out organically or I mean for me I like we met on um, a dating app I mean I had it on 
my profile like I am bisexual I am into fetish like and I just kind of wanted to use that as the ultimate filter of if you're yeah. not interested you can swipe left and that's okay like I really don't care um, yeah and uh, so I really was not interested in any kind of having to come out halfway through a relationship yeah because it's just pointless and awful if you can avoid it I think it's always best to be quite upfront and honest about you know things you're into and especially before you like my god like don't want to get like all mumsies on you but like before you engage in anything like sexual or anything with anyone I think it's really important to like discuss like what your do's don'ts like all that kind of stuff if it's I'm not talking about fetishes I'm talking about like in general you know because you just don't know and it's communication guys we should all be chatting we're not we're not 15 anymore it's all you know be grown-ups sex is adult something adult to do okay I'm just being preachy I just need to be wise for five minutes yes. here's the elder gay baton yeah exactly <laughs> for the moment and I'm taking it right back <laughs> I also realized that I completely deviated from the original question which is about do we have guilt <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry <laughs> Oh, it's a good it's a good question but I think is it do you agree with Ellie though that like did you did you feel like it was you were doing something to your parents by like were you adding to it do you know what I mean like oh gosh well yeah I also I, I yeah I did feel guilt um and I felt um um I mean it wasn't like it wasn't the overhanging force yeah. in my life like you know a, a little like you know a spark um but uh I mean partly it was for the pressure that we were kind of putting on our older sister as well because she yeah. kind of wasn't really at the time I don't know what she's uh, thinking now but at the time she wasn't interested in having children and so kind of didn't like yeah, the, yeah that was difficult yeah. well basically like for as long as I can remember Liesl has never wanted children and like that's been the get-go never wanted to get married never wanted to have children and she's been in a long-term relationship with her partner for about 12 years and like they just have no desire to have children they're very quite happy with the way things are so I don't think it was so that was fine like mum and dad were kind of like exception of that and they're like it's fine Ellie's gonna have all the children <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah I'm a lesbian they're like okay that's fine Luke's gonna have all the children and then uh, like, sorry <laughs> sorry I'm bye um but I think maybe now we just need to have a discussion with them that like yeah I mean look I don't know if you do want children but I know that I certainly do but it doesn't mean it's going to stop me having children. I'll That's just. What I was going to say they're going to have grandkids, no matter what happens. There'll be what between the three of you, one of you will have a child. For God's sake, yeah. Surely, one way or another, we're going to have a child or have children. Um, and I think that was maybe their biggest thing because they're you know so many of their friends and things all have been like married or had kids in their twenties. But, you know, I'm almost 30. My sister's You're in her hurtling 30s. hurtling towards your 30s, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, hurtling very rapidly. Um, <laughs> and I think, I don't know whether they also have like, a, or had a timeline or what, how they thought our lives were going to pan out and what we're all going to be up to in our 20s and in our 30s and stuff. So I don't know. Um, maybe there's slight guilt about that because I mean my god my dad keeps on saying like he's not getting any younger and I'm like well I don't care <laughs> like I'm not rushing to have children I've got I want to have a life <laughs> I know what about you George did you have do you have the same because you're if, if is your brother if your brother's gay 
then are, are they having children and and I know your sister's married right and it's mm-hmm. like yeah so I think it's it, again it's the same thing of like there's a lot of pressure on Olivia I think to kind of like but it's hard because it's like that's the first thing I think they think of when you do come up we've talked about this before but it's like grandkids oh my god we're never gonna have them and it's like we're in an age now day and age now where you can and it is totally fine but um also like obviously my sister's married now so she's changed her name uh, and my brother has kind of said he doesn't want to get married so like I also I mean I don't feel any pressure to carry on the name at all but I do want to keep my name so that the personally so that the name does continue so it's not a pressure I guess but it's almost like no I do I think that is quite nice to continue that so Jade is changing her name (laughs) thanks Luke for being a lovely lovely guest and joining us and discussing everything under the umbrella term thank you for having me I've had fun (laughs) no thanks thanks I think it's so interesting to get so many different people's perspective as well so like I've learned a lot during this episode and I think I'm not gonna lie I don't think this will be Luke's last appearance (laughs) you will be back for Rachel's sex education (laughs) podcast it will happen yeah. I'm going to make all of our listeners be excited about it and then you're all going to be forced into it. Thanks so much for listening. Please follow us on all of our social medias if you don't already at Let's Be Honest Podcast. I think that I always get that wrong. <laughs>